More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame Never doubt it, it's time for the truth Here's our dude, you're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney here with you. And today is part two of my interview with Tom Weisskopf, one of the great figures in the in the game of golf. Uh, none other than Jack Nicklaus said that Tom Weisskopf has as much talent as any player I've ever seen play the tour. How about that compliment from uh, from Jack Nicklaus? Tom Weisskopf won 16 times on the PGA Tour, one major championship, the Open Championship at uh, Troon Golf Club in Scotland in 1973, played on two Ryder Cup teams, and uh, hopefully... Uh, he will be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. I think he he, he deserves it. He's on the the, the list this year, and uh, I think it's a long time coming. But I I, I hope hope it, it it happens. But had a, a great uh, time talking to Tom. He's got a lot of great opinions on the game of golf and uh, in life in, in in general. So I, re- I really in, in enjoyed my conversation with him. So we made it into a, uh, a two part. Uh, series, two-part podcast, and this is part two with uh, Tom Weisskopf. Analyze your, your game, okay? People have talked to, you know, about your, your ball striking. What, you know, when they, and, and they you know, the comments and the, and the uh, compliments that people have, have uh, you know, paid you, like I said, with Jack Nicholas, it says Tom Weisskopf has as much talent as any player I've ever seen play the tour. Uh, Dave Stockton said, you know, you could have been the next Nicholas. And I, and I look at the, those, you know, comments and, and of course, you know, as a coach, I look, I think, well, I mean, there's more to it than just ball striking. I mean, like you said, the mental game is, is so important, but, but the putting too, I mean, you have to, you have to, 
uh, you know, I tell people to win a tournament, you got to parlay a good ball striking week with a, a most of the time a top 10 putting week. And not many guys, you know, even the best putters only finish top 10 in putting for a particular week a few times a year. Sure. Uh, so, so those are your opportunities. And if you didn't hit it good that week, then, you know, you're, you're out. But I, how how would you know analyze your game? I mean, was your was your putting good enough to 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 uh, you know for those lofty expectations that people had? No, my putting was not good enough, and I'm not using that as a crutch either. You know, because I was very inconsistent. I was either hot or cold, and I lost. I didn't like. Putting. I didn't like to practice putting, but I think more importantly, I think there's an aspect of how people can read the greens. And I don't know if I was a good green reader. In other words, I don't think that I understood the break, you know, from six feet short of the hole and how the ball was going to react. I don't know if I read that as much as some of the best putters. Like I think. Jack Nicholas probably was a great green reader. I think mm-hmm. Tiger could read the greens great too, you know, because they had good speed all the time. They were kind of, <clears throat> Jack was a little different than uh, Tiger from the standpoint of putting. He, Jack was more of a die type putter. Yeah. And Tiger yeah. was uh, very bold and, and eliminated a lot of the break, I think, just because he had the confidence to hit it firm and not worry about coming back from two and a half to four feet yeah yeah no doubt but but he he was bold but consistent you know it's not like one was four feet one was five feet one was six feet you know if he if he was going to be bold they would all be four feet you know i mean it it, uh but it ought to be a piece of cake today you've got these books that tell you where the ball is going all the time on the green for god's sakes well you look at you know that's one of the reasons i admired uh dustin johnson i know you've said a lot of positive things about his game but uh, he's made himself a, a a good putter. You know, he's not he's not the best putter, but but he's he's a, a a very good putter and better than than people think. And a lot of it has had to do with you know, honestly, he studies those greens books. He practices hard. He's very committed. You said it. He's very committed to uh, hitting his putts the right speed. They're really committed. He doesn't like to have four footers coming back. And I talked to him one day. He says, I don't like stress. He said, I, 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 I want to tap in. And so he's really consider, you know, con- consistent with his speed. And I'll tell you the other thing, his brother, who, you know, people have kind of, you know, criticized their partnership, but his brother is a much better caddy than people give him credit for. But he's, he studied that aim point. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, where they feel that, you know, which everybody is, kind of done instinctively you feel the, the the green but they put it down to a real number where it's one two or three percent and and his brother does that and his brothers really gets in there and reads those putts with him so it's really a two-man you know uh you know tag team deal uh sure you know and I, I think they've done a great job with that i give them a lot of credit for that a lot of credit i'll be the first to admit i didn't like spending much time on the putting green. I wanted to hit drivers, one irons, two irons, three irons, four irons, five irons, six irons. I wanted to hit full shots, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to develop a touch. And I I didn't change putters very often, but I think it's hard to find. I think the two hardest clubs 
three hardest clubs to put in your bag and, and have confidence in those clubs are the driver, the putter, and your your best wedge. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. Green, right. Know? I think once you get that right, the correct bounce on that wedge that you're playing, that maybe that 85 to 110 yard shot or, or, you know, you've got to get some confidence and feel and results from a putter, just like a driver too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you got to put your work in. There's no doubt about it. Right. And, uh, you know, it, I, how about Rory McIlroy? I, I I think that's the weakest part of his game. <laughs> Putting. Okay, we'll go to Rory. But before I, I do, I want to just say, like, this was like when I was thinking, and people, you know, I'm reading these comments about you and your game. I'm like, Tom Weisskopf is a Hall of Fame golfer. I mean, he has Hall of Fame credentials. He should be in the in the in the Hall of Fame. But I and my and I'm just kind of, you know, defending you against these comments. I'm like, when I see Dave Stockton said he could have been the next Nicholas, I said, Jack Nicholas was like the greatest putter ever. I said, I, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that. I mean, not everybody can, you know, you gotta. So anyway, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I think putting is, you know, it's one of the things that takes you, you know, if you're a good enough putter and you put good a few weeks a year and, and you're a great ball striker, then the odds are that you're going to hit it good those few weeks that you putt good, and then you're going to win. Okay, there you go. That's that's like your career right there. And by the way, that and, and by the way, that's Justin Thomas so far because Justin Thomas is a hundred and you know twentieth or whatever in putting, and you know he's number one in ball striking, uh, strokes gained approach shot to the green. He's number one strokes gained tee to green. He's number one. Uh, you know, he, but. If you're 120th in putting, I mean, you're, you know, it, it's, you're just at the whim of when you, when you putt good. Now, Dustin Johnson is, you know, right there with the ball striking, but, you know, now he's, he's, a, he's a better putter. I mean, he just has better, better speed control. I look at Rory and see, here's the thing about, about Rory. And, and it's just not, not an eye. It's just the facts. This is just, I mean, I'm just going off the, the it's it. Rory McElroy has had two good putting years. Okay, and then those good putting years, he finished 44th and 48th in putting. Now, if he finishes 44th or 48th in putting, it's going to be he's going to he's going to do great. That's all he needs to do because he's that good of a ball striker. But the rest of the time he's been and I'm talking about the whole rest of his career. He has been a below average putter and you are not going to you just, you know, like to win a major championship. You got to you've got to hit it great. You got to. You have to get breaks. You know. I mean. You know. Like. I mean. At the Open Championship, you be, you, you better have the right tee times. Uh, you, you know. You, you could be. You know. It could be a tournament where everybody in the morning has no chance. You know. The morning on Thursday has no chance. I mean, that's happened many times. So you have to. You have to get get fortunate. But you have to have. You have to putt. And when you're only going to putt good, you know, four or five weeks out of the year because you're not a great putter. Uh, it's a little hard to, you know, rack up a, a a whole bunch of wins, but you're exactly right. He just this is the this is the problem. And people say, well, you know, he's going to win the Masters. I said, Masters is the hardest putting tournament there is, and he's not a good putter. And and people say, I think Rory's going to win the Masters. And I said, like, do you think he's going to have his one good putting week a year, and it's going to happen the second weekend in in April? 
I mean, like, how do you, uh, it could, I mean, I'm not saying it, it, it can't, but that's a lot of stars aligning right there, to, to be honest with you. I mean, that's my thought on it. I, I, I 100%, 100% agree, you know. I totally agree. I just, I just think some guys just understand how the ball is going to roll with the break that they have to deal with. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget Tiger. <clears throat> I played uh, five years ago at uh, St. Andrews with Tiger, Mark O'Meara, two, two really good guys. Yeah. And uh, we came to the 18th hole, and <clears throat> I was non-existent for the first, you know, we play, play that loop, one, two, 17, and 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hit a heck of a good second shot in there. I hit a good drive up the left side and I played a, a real good wedge about 12 feet. Tiger came over and he said, why don't you putt first? Now these guys both had uh, a little bit shorter than I was, you know, eight, 10 feet. And he said, what do you think, Tom? And I said, uh, I think it's about uh, a cup, about four inches outside on the right. He said, you need to give it a little bit more. And if you do that, you'll make it. And I made it. I was so excited when I made it. But I mean, again, I thought four, four and a quarter inches, you know, a cup, four and a quarter inches, I think that yeah. was plenty. And he said, give it a little bit more, which I did. Yeah. And uh, it went right in the middle of the hole. But I mean, I just think some people know how to read the greens better They're They have the right putter in their hands for their stroke. I think that's important. And the putters they make today are so phenomenal, don't you think, Hank? Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. And and the thing is, is is there's guy like I consider some people to, to your point. I consider people to be gifted putters. Like, right. Like Tiger's a gifted putter. Nicholas was a gifted putter. You know, Jordan Spieth has been a gifted putter. Uh, right. You know, Dustin Johnson is a is a you know self made uh, decent you know good putter. Uh, yeah, you know, VJ was a hard practicing, you know, good enough putter, but he's, he's far from a gifted putter. I mean, I just, I don't know what it is. And like this, I used to see so many putts that VJ would hit good and they'd lip out, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Crenshaw's would lip in or, or, you know, Tigers would lip. I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, some people just have that. And like you yep. said, they can just see the break. They feel the distance and they're just, they're just gifted. Now it doesn't mean you can't improve. Uh, but I don't know. There's some people just have a gift that way. It just seems to me. Uh, well, you know. there's two things in putting, you know, obviously line and speed and speed is the most important of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can use the whole hole on a big breaking putt, you know, and, and, uh, I'll never forget. I was, uh, <clears throat> came down and Steve Elkington and I were good buddies and, and, uh, he called me up and said, come on down to Houston. I'm, I'm not, not putting very good. I want you to just play a couple of days with me and and uh, blah, blah, blah. So I, I went down there and Jack, it was always great to see Jackie Burke. He's a piece of work, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah we, I, he's uh, just uh, incredible. We go out to the putting green and it, there's dew on the putting green and, and uh, Jackie said, drop a couple balls down here. They're about 15 feet. And uh, he said, uh, what do you what do you what are you having trouble with? He said, uh, I don't know if I'm reading them right. And he said, OK, we said hit one. 
and he hits it. And you can see the track on the greens, you know, and goes right in the middle of the hole. And he said, I'll tell you what, Steve, Tom and I are going in and have breakfast. And when you make another one on that same line, you come in and get us. He was out there for another half an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, what are you looking at? He said, well, I'm looking at this line. I, and, he, and Jackie said, how big is the line? He said, the line's about a quarter of an inch. And he said, the hole's four and a quarter inches. He said, it's an avenue. You're going down the street to the hole. You have to figure <laughs> out the break and use the whole hole. And he came back in after about a half an hour. He said, you're right. I understand it now. I've, I've made some on the low side because I hit them too firm, you know. So the, I just think some people have this knack yeah. of yeah. understanding the break and the speed. Okay, we'll take a little break, and then we'll come back with more of our interview with the great Tom Weiskopf on the Hank Haney Podcast. And let me remind everybody to go to voodoopainrelief.com and get your free two-week supply. If you haven't tried this product, it is the best pain relief product on the market. I'm telling you, it's a patented product. It has 11 anti-inflammatory ingredients. It's been clinically tested, clinically proven, and it will help. If you've got joint pain, arthritis pain, uh, muscle soreness, whatever it is, I'm telling you, uh, this product will, will help you. And you can try it for free. There's great deals on there, but you can try it for free. Just go to voodoopainrelief.com. Get a free two-week supply. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I got to ask you a, a, a couple, a couple, just a couple more things, and then I'll, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll let you. I, I'm having such a good time. I appreciate this. this is, I'm uh, having a great time. Okay, good. I, 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 that makes me feel good. Uh, okay, here's a, a, a comment that somebody made. Uh, this is going to sound bad. I'm just going through the motions. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's another comment. Same person. Uh, sometimes I come off the green, I make a birdie, and I'm sort of, you know, I'm sort of laughing coming off the hole that you've just messed up and you make a birdie and it's sort of like there's more negative emotion in some ways. It's weird. He said it's very strange. I want to get an intensity and a sort of and some sort of fire. I just haven't been able to do it. Uh, you know, okay, so that person who made those comments was Rory McElroy. Okay. Yeah. It's just basically, and, and by the way, I 100% agree with what your comments were on Rory McIlroy. Uh, you didn't say anything that was, uh, you know, critical of him, and you, you, you just made an, you just made an observ- observation. I make the same observation. I, I'm going to tell you the first time I met Rory McIlroy, Mark O'Meara, you know, my my good friend. I taught Mark for you know 30 years, and my my proudest moment as a coach is when Mark O'Meara. Uh, was inducted in the World Golf Hall of Fame. But um, Mark had told me about Rory McIlroy, and I was over in Ireland at uh, J.P. McManus, the big Irish, uh, you know, huge golf fan at his tournament, and I met Rory. Rory was – and Mark had said, this kid is such a great player, and, you know, he's going to be – so good and so on and so forth. And I, and you know, he's, he, he's, he's got as much talent as Tiger. And, you know, he was going on and on and on. And, and I, I meet Rory and my first, my first impression, and, you know, I mean, it's a quick impression, but my first impression is, is this kid isn't going to be Tiger Woods. And my, 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 and my reasoning for that was, is he was just, such a nice guy. Yeah. He, he was just such a nice guy. And I'm like, I'm like, he could be Marco Mira, uh, you know, and then maybe he's more talented than Marco Mira. So he could be better than Marco Mira, but he ain't going to be Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods would want to just rip your heart out. At a, and, and Rory just, you know, I'm, I'm not, and this is a compliment. I mean, this is not an, I'm not, I'm not giving you a negative comment. This is a, this is a compliment. I mean, not everybody has to be, you know, Jack Nichols or Tiger Woods, uh, but, 
but Roy McIlroy was just such a, a, a nice guy. And, and I, you know, I've thought in, when I've analyzed it too, I thought the same thing that, that you said. I mean, it just, I'm not saying he doesn't try. I mean, you know, he, he, his comments, he came back and said, you know, I, he, you know, Tom doesn't know me. I try my hardest on every shot. And nobody's saying you don't try your hardest on every shot. It's just, it, it, that's not what he said. It's, it, it's just, there's just, I don't know. It's, it, when you look and you observe, there's just something that's a little different. That's, you know, so I'm, I'm backing you up on, on your stay. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to like, uh, you know, get this going again. Cause, cause, but yeah. I, I, I don't think you care anyway. So anyway, I have never met Rory. To tell yeah. you the truth, I think I maybe was introduced to him in a practice round when I was working for ESPN, you know, but I've never sat down. You don't, I only get up and watch television and, and I, it, remarkable talent, right? Great golf swing, right? Rhythmatic on balance, you know, good fundamentals, just looks easy, kind of reminds me of a Sam Sneed in a way. Yeah effortless and uh, a lot of power, but I just see him missing so many putts that are big misses. I know. They're not doing a 360. No, they don't hit the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, it happens. I mean, that's not, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's just the, it's just the facts. I mean, he just, he, he needs to, he needs to putt better. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, and I, he, he made this, this comment and you just look like you're, you're doing from afar and, I, and I'm doing from afar too. Uh, you know, you look and, and when, you know, somebody's, you know, whatever, 28 years old and they, you know, they, they got to take a, you know, a break and get away. And it's, 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 uh, you know, which, which, I mean, you know this because you've lived this, okay? And you, you even, you even said it when you know when we were talking. You know, I needed to, I needed to get away, and I need, you know, okay. That's a like, if you're going to be the next Nicholas or whatever, that's a red flag. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's, it's like you know, not going to happen. But I'm just saying, what you look at, it, if there's red flags popping up, you, you know, that's that's a that's a red flag. I mean, you know, uh, Rory just. I don't. He's incredible, and he may. I don't know. He may win a a, a bunch more, uh, but I, I think it's the. You know, he seems to be pretty dedicated, and it seems like the you know getting married has helped him in that. And I think part of it is is you know he's tried to be more chill because he doesn't want to beat himself up, and I think that's probably a good thing. You know, he's he's yeah. You know, he's 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 probably um, you know maybe frustrated by his talent okay and and that you know that's a, a tough you know thing to, to to bear as you know uh but I, I but even if you take all that away you know to me it just he just hasn't been a very good putter it's just uh you know it's just the thing i mean unfortunately the game of golf takes no prisoners yeah yeah for sure for sure absolutely one thing I've I've have uh, you know of course I'm a Tom Weisskopf fan so I'm going to defend you but uh, the uh, you know you, you've beat yourself up a little bit about you know the, the few times when you walked off the course or whatever but nowadays I mean guys just come up with a phantom 
you know, I got a bad wrist or my back hurt or whatever, and they walk off. I mean, what, how's there any different there, really? I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't beat you up over that. I mean, what, five times in how many years? I mean, is that really, I mean, I, you, you've, you, you've, you've owned up to it and taken it like a man, but, and I, 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 admire, I admire you for that, but I don't really think that was a big deal. I got to just give you my opinion. So anyway, I don't, I don't think it was a big deal. Guys do that all the time now, Tom. Hank, I'm not very good at, at being politically correct. You know, <laughs> I, 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 if, if I didn't want to be there, then, uh, and it only happened three times in my career. Uh, well, geez, come on. That's and not- I, I didn't use the excuse that I hurt my back raking the bunker that I just played my shot. From, yeah. You just you know. said I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. And one of those times, unfortunately was, uh, I was paired with Bert Yancey at Westchester. Rod Curl, Bert Yancey, and I, and Bert was having, you know, he was a manic schizophrenic. Yeah. We, we didn't know that. And he had, he had a breakdown on the golf course, and uh, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I just told Rod, I said, I'm going in. Went right straight to the commissioner's office and told him that I was withdrawing. Well, you have to have a doctor's excuse. I said, "My somebody needs to monitor Bert. And uh, consequently, I was fined the biggest fine at that time and put on probation because I was being honest. And oh, he, wow. That night at the airport, they uh, took him away and uh, he really <clears throat> started, you know, to have a lot of a lot more of these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't hold it against you for sure. What what about the the uh, the the. I've I've uh, I've I've used you as an example a couple times when uh, players were you know thinking you know hey I don't I I don't want to play the you know I, they weren't looking forward to some of these team events like for instance maybe not the Ryder Cup's such a big deal now people I guess they're the guy the guys are so into it but but the President's Cup I think it's a I think it's a big ask myself to be honest with you you know when you ask players to play. Like every year, you got to do something. One week, you got to do it. Uh, it's one week that you know you could have gotten. And I know they don't want to hear this, but I'm just—it's just as the truth. Uh, you could have gotten paid. You could have gotten a vacation. You could have, you know, done whatever you wanted to do. But they, but once a, 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 you know, one week a year, you got to go play in the Presidents Cup or the Ryder Cup, and you know. But, you know, now and and yet the Olympics, you know, these guys, these guys play every four years and they'll skip out. The NBA players won't play. Uh, They don't all go to the Olympics or the, you know, hockey or the whatever. They they don't all all play and nobody makes a a big deal about it. Uh, But uh, you didn't play in the in the Ryder Cup one year. I honestly I think it was great. But uh, but uh, you you went you went hunting. I mean, is that is that something you I mean, is that on your list of regrets or no? No, it's not. And I'll tell you why. I uh, competed in my first Ryder Cup in 1973 at uh, Muirfield. And, uh, and then in 75, I made the team. And uh, I played at Ligonier Valley, uh, Laurel Valley, I'm sorry. And Arnold was our captain. I found out that uh, I had just been drawn for a permit to go sheep hunting 
and complete my grand slam of sheep. And at that time, there were only 600 people that have ever accomplished that. That's the North American species, two big horns, the Rocky Mountain and the desert, mm-hmm. and the thin horns that are called the doll and the stone sheep. Okay, that was one of my passions that I look forward to each fall. I went to Arnold and uh, told him that, you know, I, I really want to play this week. I want to play hard because I don't think I'll play in the next Ryder Cup because I just got this opportunity. Okay. He, he's tried to talk me out of it. So I went then to Tom Place, who was a great friend of mine, who was the PGA Tour secretary. Yeah, I remember Tom. Yeah. We wrote a letter to the PGA of America and explained the situation that under no circumstances will I change my mind. I'm going on this sheep hunt. It's the week of, uh, it was actually a three-week hunt. It was the middle week of the uh, next Ryder Cup. Please do not post my points. I don't want to make this an issue. I don't want this brought up or anything like that. I want to give somebody else a chance. And uh, anyway, that letter was signed, delivered, and, and signed for. I have a copy of it still today. And uh, they kept calling me halfway through the, uh, the second year, you know, because it was every two years. The President's Cup wasn't in, even on board then. Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to play. And they had Dow Finsterwald, who was the captain of that, that time, call me. And he said, Tom, you're making a big mistake. I said, well, that's something I want to do. That's one of my goals. And I'm not going to play. I've, I've enjoyed two Ryder Cups. And uh, anyway, I finished second on the points to Nicholas. They made the issue. They got the announcement from me in, in a letter form. Uh, it was very well written. And they received it. And they argued that they never got it. I still have a copy of that. And I do not regret it because it was something that was one of my goals. Yeah. Right. Golf can't be my only goal in life. Right. Right. And at that time, at that time, in all fairness, it was the Lions against the Christians, the Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, we won at Ligonier. We won by uh, 18, 16 or 18 point margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't going to make a difference. Yeah. It, it, it was no contest back then, in all fairness. Yeah. Because of the the, the the depth we had, and I had an opportunity to do something that I had a passion for, and uh, sure, I could say it was probably the wrong choice, but it was done as correctly as I thought it could be done, and up as upfront and as honest as it probably would have ever been done. So anyway, that's that's my side of the story. Yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, hey, the fact that you, uh, you you did what you wanted to do and and uh, did it the right way, I I, uh, I I admire you for that. So I mean, it's it's another reason why uh, I'm a I'm a fan here. So anyway, I, 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 it was it, that's a good story. I mean, really good story. Right, we'll take a little break here from our sponsors and be back with more of our interview with uh, the great Tom Weisskopf. Uh, let me remind everybody to go to HaneyUniversity.com 
sign up for my free instructional emails. Uh, they go out on a daily basis. So I got email tips and uh, video tips, and you'll get them right on your uh, email box. Uh, if you want to get better golf, this is an opportunity for you to do it. You can also find my new book on the website, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. And there's some great uh, Christmas deals on there as, as well on the website. But just go to HaneyUniversity.com. You can subscribe and start getting those instructional emails if you haven't already done so. All right. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tom, this has been so good, but I appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate you 
spending this time. I appreciate you listening to my podcast and uh, following, oh, following my career. And, I, and uh, I'm, I'm praying for you, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, I just wanted to be up front. The uh, surgeon, head surgeon, told me, he said, Tom, don't avoid uh, communicating with your family and, and friends. And don't be afraid to tell people about the issue that you're going through. We're going to beat this. We're going to do it with faith. We're going to do it with uh, perseverance. And, uh, you know, they know uh, how to do this. I have to entrust my confidence in what they're going to put me through. And it's just something I have to do. yeah, because I I'm going to beat this thing, Hank. I I, I know you will. I can, I can I can tell you got you got the right attitude. That's where you got to start, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna do great. I'm I'm uh, I'm, hey, I'm you do, sure. I got a, I got a suggestion for you. Okay. You do such a great job because you're knowledgeable. You've helped so many with their golf swings. You understand the game how it's played and how you have to play it. I think more podcasts where you, if you can get some more people involved on issues, you know, for your show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get two or three, four opinions about uh, the rules of golf right now or the game itself or, or who's got the best swing out there. Who's the best, whatever wedge player putter uh i think uh people are would really enjoy that having not that you're you're very good at what you do you you ask great questions you bring up uh great uh history and uh but uh more on the podcast thing i think would even help uh the game of golf. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I appreciate. I pre- appreciate the, uh, the the thoughts and the and the uh, the advice. It's uh, it coming from you. I'm going to. I'm 100 going to take that under advisement for sure. I'll do it. You know, I should. I should have gone to you with my golf swing. They might not have ever heard of Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you you did pretty good, pretty good. Uh, okay, but I, I forgot one question. I got because I this is just uh, this. I promise is my last question. Okay, no problem. Okay, uh, four t- what four times runner up at the Masters is that? Yep, runner up in the U.S. Open. Yeah, okay, yeah, and runner up in the U.S. Open. Uh, um, do you have, and I just, this is just a, a, a wonder and a question and not, and this could be for any, any great player like yourself, but do you, like you've said, you've, you know, thought about the past a lot and everything. Do you run through your mind certain shots that like, you know, what, of what could have been, or, I mean, how, how does oh, that, sure. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never, you know, I've never played in a, in a, in a you know, a, a masters or us open let alone you know had a chance to, to win do you run through in your mind what could have been i mean uh, is there a shot in your mind that stands out that if i'd have played this different or well, what 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 happens there you know there's there's two shots that i remember and i go over all the time in my mind oh, and boy. one was maybe the 
greatest one iron I ever hit in my life. That was on the 71st hole at Troon. Okay. The long into the wind par three. Because at that time I had a three-stroke lead. I mean, I'm sorry, I had a two-stroke lead playing Johnny Miller. Yeah. Johnny hit first because he birdied 16, and he hit it uh, to the left of the green where the wind was coming in from the left and blowing across the hole. And I I got over this one iron, and I just said, uh, "It's gonna ha- if it's going to happen, it, it will happen with this shot. This I need to put it on the green. And I hit this one iron. It never left the pin, Hank. It wound up about 25 feet short, right on line with the hole. And Johnny didn't get it up and down. And I took a three-stroke lead into the last hole. The other shot that I that I keep reliving because I <laughs> I always see it all the time was my final putt at 18. Yeah. At Augusta, uh, where Jack beat John and I. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a heck of a day. There's no, all three of us played great golf. Yeah. But anyway, I was influenced on that putt. I had a great drive. I took a chance with the driver. I knew I had to. Drove it well past the second bunker on the left, and I played a, a good firm wedge right at the pin, hit on the down slope over the bunker, went up the hill behind the slope behind and didn't come back down as far as I wanted it to, hoped it was going to, because the spin was taken off the ball. But I was influenced by the putt previous at 17. I had about a 12-footer there for a birdie. And I had the right line. I just really missed it on the low side. And it's funny how your mind remembers all these things. And I said to myself, and I'm reminded of that all the time, Hank, when I watched that putt. Hmm. Make sure you hit it firm enough because it should break a little to the left. Now, maybe I misread it, but uh, I hit it too firm and it didn't take the break until it caught the, just the low, the right edge of the hole, the high side of the hole. But that's how you're influenced in this game. You remember a lot of things that maybe you had done previously on that golf course that you're playing. Yeah. Or what happened to others too? And you get distracted and uh, you maybe play away from the shot requirement because of that, or you play too conservatively. Hmm. But all I know is when you are confident, you're not afraid of anything or anybody. Yeah, yeah. And I was that. The difference was. I had a very makeable putt that I missed at uh, the 72nd hole to tie Jack. I would have loved to have had a chance at him the next day in a playoff. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I remember things like that. All right. bit. That was great. I might have saved the best for last right there. That was fantastic. All right, Tom. I appreciate it, uh, my friend. Uh, thanks so much. And uh, hang in there, okay? I will, Hank. And love that boy you have, you know. <laughs> he, he's got a great dad, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I had the chance to know you, Hank, over all these years, and uh, also have uh, a lot of gratitude that you've given to a lot of people with uh, your help. I appreciate it. They have enjoyed the game much more knowing you. I, I appreciate you saying that. That makes me feel good. All right, my friend. Uh, okay. Take Hank. care. That was awesome. All right. 
Have a good right. one. Thank Bye. you. Now, that was fantastic. Uh, Tom Weiskopf, uh, my guest on the Hank Andy Podcast. I hope he enjoyed it as much as I did. It's a, a thrill for me to, to talk to him. Great uh, great insight into the, the game of golf and uh, and great insight into life. So, I mean, it was, uh, that, was, that was good. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to have to try to get him a, a, a again. Uh, and I uh, hope it's... Uh, not too far down the down the road. That was that was awesome. All right, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Email your questions to HankHaneyGolfAtOutlook.com and hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be there every day with the the Hank Haney podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow. Hope everybody stays safe and stay healthy. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.